Today is Monday, October 16, 2023. Joe Biden cancels a trip as Israel's ground invasion of Gaza appears imminent. But could we be avoiding World War III? We'll see. There are cooler heads prevailing. Unfortunately, it's proving that America is no longer the leader in the world. Jim Jordan plans to bring speaker vote tomorrow. And what does that mean? It means we got the votes, baby. And Jillian Biltz of Mad Dog Armory joins the show for Monday Gun Day. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Please stay locked in over the next couple of days. This is going to be a monster week. Will we see a full-scale invasion of Gaza by Israel? Will we see the precipitation of World War III? Have we seen the end of the Ukraine war? I haven't heard anything about Ukraine in a couple of weeks. Jeez. And Jim Jordan's vote tomorrow. We will be live. All of these breaking news events coinciding with Donald Trump getting a gag order uh, hearing today in Washington, D.C. So much breaking news. You have to stay informed. You have to stay connected with us. Use Patriot Mobile. Use Patriot Mobile as your cell phone service. It is the most dependable service in the country. The major networks, all of them use Patriot Mobile. We use it and you can use your cell phone to stay connected with us without funding the left and funding people who hate you and people who want to silence your speech. Isn't that weirdly antithetical that so many of these woke major cell phone providers, they're anti-free speech. They're anti-our speech. They're anti-just free exchange of ideas. So don't use them to speak or talk. Use Patriot Mobile. My friends at Patriot Mobile will take care of you. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Benny today or call 972-PATRIOT to get free activation today with the offer code Benny. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny today. Jim Jordan's going to do it, baby. We've been telling you for a long time that Jim Jordan is our boy. We picked Jim Jordan back in January when there was the initial speaker row with Kevin McCarthy having to go 18 rounds with the votes. And we have had a massive breakthrough this morning. But we also saw something really terrifying over the weekend. You saw how Washington, D.C. actually works. So let me begin by stating this. There is not a single Republican who is against Jim Jordan being speaker. Jim Jordan has done excellent work. Now, we detailed that in a monster show showing how Jim Jordan has been on the right, on the side of the Tea Party, on the side of the Freedom Caucus, of which he was a founding member, on the correct side of questioning Hillary Clinton over Benghazi. Let's grab that clip. And on the correct side, of course, of investigating Joe Biden. If Jim Jordan was in charge of Congress 20 years ago, when, nearly when he got to Congress, he's been in Congress for, I think, over a decade, well, we would have a very different country. Unfortunately, we've been betrayed. But Jim Jordan has been on the right side of the base, and we respect him for that. He's been a champion, he's been a fighter, and he's been somebody who does the unpopular thing, but the right thing, always. Now, that lends, that leads to different results, right? Sometimes he gets backstabbed like the rest of us. But Jim Jordan is somebody who has great credit and great moxie with the Republican base. Do you love Jim Jordan? I love Jim Jordan. Every single poll I see is like, every Republican is like, yeah, Jim Jordan, great. Speaker right now. Let's go. Actually, it's more than just like apathy of like, I think Jim Jordan's great. It's, it's like, hoorah. People want Jim Jordan. Do you want Jim Jordan? I want Jim Jordan. We as a movement, we as Republicans, know Jim Jordan is the right man. Okay? 
And you know that I had even warmed up to Kevin McCarthy over the course of the last couple of weeks. I understand what Matt Gates did. I really want to have Matt Gates on the show to really like explain where he's at. And we have a clip from Matt Gates here in a second. But I'll tell you this. If the result is a speaker, Jim Jordan, then this is a great result. So the point is, if every Republican voter would be in favor of Jim Jordan or has no problem with Jim Jordan and the vast majority of Republican voters are thrilled about Jim Jordan, then why are there like 50 holdouts in a Republican Congress that are bitterly opposed to it? That don't make no sense. How are there so many Republican congressmen opposed to what their voters want? Because I haven't heard a single voter, actual grassroots Republican donor, door knocker, say, oh, no, Jim Jordan, he betrayed us. No, it doesn't exist. Jim Jordan has super high love from the base, from the grassroots, and from your average Republican. So what's wrong with these people? There are a couple of Republicans the, the number's been thrown around 10, 50. People were saying 50. Now it's down to about 10. And if it's down to 10, well, then that means Jim Jordan's going to be speaker because none of these moderates will have the spine to actually stand up to him. But we have these news articles from this weekend. A guy named Mike Rogers from Alabama who's in charge of the uh, – Mike Rogers in, in charge of the national in, – in charge of the Armed Services Committee. Forgive me. House Armed Services Committee. And he was saying, I would rather work with Democrats to elect a speaker. This guy, Mike Rogers, said, I would rather work with Democrats to elect a speaker than to have Jim Jordan as Speaker of the House. Now, what the hell's happening there? This is why I'm saying this is a very dangerous moment. This is why I'm saying it's a very, very dangerous moment here. So this is Mike Rogers of Alabama. Now, he comes from a crimson, blood-red district in Alabama. This guy, who I can't get it out of my head, is like a Lego man, like has Lego hair, Lego man hair. I'll show you. We can pull up the meme. This man was saying, I would rather have Democrats, and he said this on the record, come and tell us what they would give us to vote for Hakeem Jeffries for speaker. Now, what does that mean? Hakeem Jeffries is a cutout for Nancy Pelosi. That means that Republicans would rather vote, some Republicans would rather have Nancy Pelosi, Republicans, as Speaker of the House, than Jim Jordan. So that's a very dangerous game. What does that mean? That means that these people are compromised. That means that these people are bought and sold, that they despise you, that they despise the electorate the people who put them in office. This shows a massive schism inside of the party. This shows a massive civil war. This shows the problem. This rips the bark off the tree to show you the rot on the inside, the termites, the parasites who have been destroying our body politic, our movement. The, this man, and you'll never be able to take back these comments, this man said he would like to work with Democrats to elect a speaker. This person said, I would rather have Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House. When in the year 2022, Republicans coalesced and said Nancy Pelosi will not be Speaker of the House. So then open, you want to talk about threats to democracy. This man is openly defying the Republican base. I don't care if you're ultra MAGA. I don't care if you're anti-Trump. I don't care if you're a fiscal conservative or an economic conservative. I don't care if you're team George W. Bush or if you're team Ronald Reagan, 
or if you're team Mitt Romney or if you're team Donald Trump. Okay? You all know where I stand on this stuff. You don't want Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House. If you do want Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House, then you are a Democrat masquerading as a Republican and you are lying to your voters. Shame upon you. A pox upon your entire house. And this shows a disturbing and absolutely repulsive trend that, I mean, I got like hundreds of thousands of you know retweets uh, going hard at Mike Rogers this weekend because I just went blistering against this guy. Because it reminded me, it peeled the scab off a very hurtful moment in my life where we had been betrayed time and time and time again. People like Mike Rogers with the fake plastic hair and the fake plastic soul go to Washington, D.C. to betray us. It's always us who get schlonged in the end. Always the Republican Party. Democrats get every goodie on their wish list every time, even when they don't deserve it. Democrats get what they want, even when they don't have the majorities, even when they're in the minority, Democrats get what they want. Somehow they inexplicably blocked Donald Trump's wall from being built. How? They had no power. We had unified control of government. We could have literally done anything we wanted. We could have investigated Joe Biden. We could have put Hillary Clinton in jail. We could have done it. There was nothing stopping us from putting Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Hillary Clinton in prison. Nothing stopping us. Of course, do the investigations, find their criminality, lock them up. But we couldn't get a, like pittance, literally pennies for Donald Trump's wall, even though it was promised to us. I continue to bring up these videos because I have a long memory. It is my job here. And you deserve to be reminded of people like Mike Rogers and how they've lied to you. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Ryan the month after Donald Trump was sworn in as president, released this video targeting you, the Republican voter base, making a promise to you. Ask yourself as you watch this, did this promise come true? I had the opportunity to travel down to Texas to go to the Rio Grande Valley and spend time with our border patrol. When you see what they're up against, it really gives you even greater respect for what they do. They clearly need more tools and more support to do their jobs effectively. That's why we're going to get this done this week. Probably, I probably played that video five, six times. We're going to get it done this week. And the text on the video says, we will build the wall. That video was released in 2017 when Republicans had full unified control of Congress. Did Paul Ryan build the wall? Would we be in the situation that we are today where there is undoubtedly Hamas and terrorist sleeper cells all throughout America due to our open border? Oh, and we have some very interesting news on that. Oh my, we have some uncovered documents. You know who may be actually funding the open border and profiting massively off of it? It's Joe Biden's personal family. We'll show you the documents in a moment. I mean, I've never seen any more, I've never seen more brazen criminality in my life. Again, these people deserve to be locked up. They really do. It's not just a campaign slogan. I mean, it's a matter of, it's a matter of the rule of law. But I digress. Paul Ryan lied to you. Paul Ryan would rather have Nancy Pelosi as leader of the House and actually effectively like handed the gavel directly to Nancy Pelosi, despite Donald Trump. 
after delivering absolutely zero for Donald Trump. I am sick of the backstabbers. I am sick of the people. Jim Jordan was ushered into Congress on the Tea Party movement, the Tea Party wave. Were you members of the Tea Party? If you were a member of the Tea Party, shout yourself out. If you're a member of the Tea Party, you'll remember that we flipped like 50 seats for the Tea Party. The, uh, the in inception of like the America First movement happened with the Tea Party. This was the first time that populism, which is deeply popular, which is why it's called populism, like gained some type of like ground, some type of moral ruling unified block. And Jim Jordan was part of the founding of the Freedom Caucus, which was to crystallize power for the Tea Party back in the day. Now we would call it America first. But the lineage is direct. A man who was in charge of Congress at the time, who got the gavel because of the Tea Party movement, because of the America First movement, the inception of the America First, this man's name was John Boehner. And we put him in charge to fight Barack Obama. And what did John, John Boehner do? Well, John Boehner released a video at the end of his tenureship as speaker showing you exactly what he thinks of Barack Obama. We have it for you. Listen, can we get together? Now that is a great move. Yeah. So, you got any advice for me? So now you want my advice? First, stop sending me all these LinkedIn requests. And second, here's the beauty of this whole thing. You've got all the time in the world to figure this out. You can just be you for a while. Hmm, I wonder if Obama's chef made that popcorn. We'll never know. So we have a situation where we have been led my entire adult life. We have been led by people who betrayed us in the house. We hand them power again and again and again. We hand them the gavel and they lie to us and say they're going to fund the wall when they literally could have fund the I mean, Paul Ryan could have at, at, at the it's it's difficult to like actually explain to you the budgetary process in Washington, D.C. But let me just tell you, this would have been the simplest thing to fund this wall. It would have taken nothing. Literally the flip. I mean, you could have just like it's easy as eating a Tic Tac. You just boom, got done, done. It would have been so easy. It is such a simple thing to fund Donald Trump's wall. And Paul Ryan didn't do it out of spite. John Boehner cuts videos with the guy we sent him there to stop. And then who does John Boehner attack? Oh, by the way, like while John Boehner was in charge, Hillary Clinton, Benghazi was allowed to happen. More terrorist attacks, more dead Americans. I believe the death toll is up to 20 now, dead Americans via Hamas terrorism in Israel. Sick and evil. So while John Boehner was in charge, Benghazi was allowed to happen. But who does John Boehner call a terrorist? Does he call Hillary Clinton a terrorist for not sending in American reinforcements while our Navy SEALs and ambassadors are getting slaughtered in Libya? Did, Hill, did, did John Boehner call Barack Obama a terrorist for funding Iran's terrorism, Hezbollah and Hamas? Did, did, did John Boehner call, I don't know, ISIS terrorists? Because John Boehner oversaw the creation of ISIS along with Obama and Hillary. He was part of the political cabal that did nothing as ISIS took over. No, John Boehner reserved the word terrorist for one man and happened to be a member of his own party. Watch. You call some of these members political terrorists. Oh, yeah. Jim Jordan, especially my colleague from Ohio. Assault 
I just never saw a guy who spent more time tearing things apart and never building anything. Did it ever occur to you that we want people to tear things apart? Did it ever occur to our ruling class that we actually, that is what we desire? That when something is broken and irredeemable, it should be torn down and rebuilt? That's how you get, you when a building is condemned, you scrape it from the earth and start anew? Does that ever occur to you? No. No. So that's not actually the one of the greatest endorsements I've ever heard for Jim Jordan. But ladies and gentlemen, it continues. Matt Gates this morning saying Jim Jordan is going to unite the party based on the breaking news that we needed to get into the show, which is that Mike Rogers, the guy who said he's going to work with Democrats to get Jim Jordan elected, Mike Rogers has now officially endorsed Jim Jordan. Now that's a very good thing. And Mike Rogers was having a bad weekend. Mike Rogers was getting blown up by me, getting blown up. Metaphorically, I know we're, we're in a high intensity environment here. So let me, let me, let me state metaphorically blown up online, uh, by the Republican base for standing the way. Now, Mike Rogers has endorsed Jim Jordan. Well, that is a huge domino to fall. Mike Rogers was the last domino. People were starting to look into Mike Rogers. Oh, why is Mike Rogers as chief of staff now working for Ukraine? We now know this. Mike Rogers is chief of staff is the top Ukraine lobbyist in D.C., incentivized in making sure that endless amounts of taxpayer dollars flow directly into his pockets through Mike Rogers. This is how it all works. People were starting to really peel the onion layers back and say, wait a second, how corrupt are you, Mike Rogers, if you're willing to betray your ruby red district in Alabama, which is not a single, poll Mike Rogers' district, finding me a single Republican that doesn't want Jim Jordan as speaker. It's breathtaking. Like, Half what we don't even need, like Democrats don't even need to fight us because they already have a fifth column amongst our ranks. You've bought and sold corrupt individuals who've been compromised. They're being compromised and they're now being leveraged against our own party and against the interests of the Republican voters. And you need to know them. So there's going to be a vote tomorrow. Mike Rogers has now fallen. There's apparently 10 holdouts for Republicans. We, of course, are going to name them and shame them. We do have phone numbers for Congress. We will put them up on your screen. You can find uh, your representative. Uh, please call and ensure that your representative is voting for Jim Jordan. And let's put all this behind us. I've been frustrated as much as you have. This isn't a time for us to not have a Speaker of the House. Although, I mean, it's not like the world has come to an end. It, should, it would just be nice to have the Republicans in Congress coalesce around the leader that we all agree on, which is Jim Jordan. Matt Gates saying Jim Jordan will unite the Republican Party. And I agree. Watch. What I've seen in Jim Jordan is someone who will make the, the principal objective of his speakership uniting a disparate caucus with a lot of people who really dislike one another and do not have muscle memory of working together. That's going to mean everyone's going to have to give. And that's going to mean there are going to be things that Jim Jordan says and does that I'm not going to like, that this audience isn't going to like, and that you aren't going to like. Jim Jordan as speaker will not be the same as Jim Jordan as Judiciary Committee Chairman. And you've already seen that Jim Jordan as Judiciary Committee Chairman is different than Jim Jordan, Freedom Caucus founder. So let's acknowledge that. Let's put that out. But here's what I will say. 
Jim Jordan is as good of a man as I have ever met in this process. He is godly. He is humble. He is loyal. He is honest. And um, he is conservative. All of his conservative wishes, dreams, and fantasies aren't going to come through in a speakership with a four-seat majority. Um, you see people like Mike Lawler and Nicole Maliotakis and Dusty Johnson and Brian Fitzpatrick endorsing Jim Jordan, not because they agree with his ideology or his viewpoint on particular things throughout the years, but they believe in his leadership style. So that's what you're getting, an honest leadership style that is not beholden to the lobbyists and special interests. Ladies and gentlemen, the energy and the momentum is surrounding Jim Jordan. It is a wonderful thing to see. It is a powerful thing to see. We are witnessing history because we are witnessing the true death of the Uniparty. Jim Jordan does not come from the Paul Ryan, John Boehner backstabber caucus. It com he comes from a grassroots power to the people, America first populism caucus, it's an incredible coup de gras. I mean, the, the fact that in, in my, in my short professional life, I've been able to see John Boehner call him a terrorist to him becoming speaker of the house is ascendant. It's such a monumental thing. And we don't get a lot of good things to talk about on this program. Unfortunately, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. So we should pat ourselves on the back on these victories. Chip Roy is one of our favorite members of Congress. He's an absolute barn burner from Texas. And he is full guns ablazing for Jim Jordan. People, rather than actually changing this town, is acceptable. And it is not. Jim Jordan is a strong leader. He should be the Speaker of the House. Jim Jordan represents the American people who want to change this town. And right now, the people who want the status quo are pushing back. I want to be very clear. I stand alongside Jim Jordan. Jim, Short, Jim Jordan should continue this fight all the way through. I'm going to stand alongside him on the floor. We need to elect him Speaker of the House. And if a bunch of appropriators and a defense establishment bureaucrats want to try to fight that, then it's game on. It's time for the American people to win this battle rather than the swamp. That's what's actually going on, Sean. Brian. So did you hear that? Defense establishment shills, ladies and gentlemen. Here is the, uh, the article showing some Republicans in talks to cut deal with Democrats in House Speaker fight. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Why does it always ever go one way? When Nancy, do you remember the squad? The squad was going to oppose Pelosi. It only ever goes one way. And on some level, it's a positive thing. It means that we have critical thinking, free spirits in our party. But the Marxist, the communist with which we fight, it is true Marxism. Uh, Democrats have been, if, if, if this current news cycle in these last couple of years have proven anything, it is that the totality of Marxism that has utterly taken root inside of the Democrat party is, is finished with having anyone oppose it. And they will do everything, break every law, break every rule in order to keep power. So the squad who was supposed to oppose Nancy Pelosi or oppose the war in Ukraine or oppose selling stocks by a member of Congress, where, where the hell are they? Did your balls fall off? Yeah, right. It's all fake. It's not real. Go ask AOC why she supports the war in Ukraine. Yeah, it's not fake. It's not, it's, it's it, like there is no... 
breaking ranks inside the Democrat Party. This is something that exclusively happens with Republicans. And could you imagine Democrats kicking out Pelosi and siding with Jim Jordan or McCarthy? Speaking of McCarthy, uh, Kevin McCarthy is getting people in line for Jim Jordan. Again, you know, you know, you've, if you've watched the show, you've seen me warm for McCarthy. I was very against McCarthy in December and January. And then I very much warmed to him over the last couple of months. Uh, I've decided that the democratic process and the bringing forth of, of like promises and not breaking them is going to be very important. And Matt Gates seems to have sort of crystallized that as well. And so I think that's I think that's okay. And I'm all if this ends in a Jim Jordan speakership, I am 100% in favor of everything that then went on. This is a good thing. This has been a good result. That Jim Jordan's a good man. Kevin McCarthy is now stumping for him hard. Watch. My focus is to get Jim Jordan elected speaker, get this uh, Congress back moving again. Right. It's one thing to get elected. It's another thing to govern. Look, I, I realize how difficult it is. It took me 15 rounds. We were very successful in those times of being speaker. First time a Republican majority has passed a, a border security bill all the way back to Ronald Reagan. Right. We passed a bill to make us energy independent. Parents Bill of Rights. We cut more than $2 trillion. When the Republicans were in the majority, they actually added a trillion dollars of spending. So, I mean, we've had a lot of successes. We've got to find a way to get back instead of allowing eight people for personal purposes to join Democrats and disrupt America. They look. I mean, wild, man. What are we living through? Republicans are joining with Democrats. I mean, that those are the headlines out all weekend that Republicans were going to join with Democrats to put one person in charge. Don't think for a second it wouldn't be Nancy Pelosi back in charge. Nancy Pelosi twice impeached. Donald Trump locked up January Sixers, kicked Republicans off their committees, had a little cubbyhole hideout in the Capitol that she's since been evicted from. Thank God. No, it was a mess. It was a mess. And there's a new this is not your in, a, in an interview. We'll play you some clips from it from this weekend. But in an interview this weekend, uh, Joe Biden said, this ain't this ain't your grandfather's Republican Party. Thank God it's not. And this isn't to dunk on anyone's grandfather, but it's my grandfather's Republican Party through the Bush family that got us into forever wars, that did not build the wall, did not secure American border borders, that shipped out all of our heartland jobs to China, all of American infrastructure, all of those de decrepit towns that are now like falling into fentanyl and opium haze crumblings. That all happened under Republican leadership. Amnesty happened under Repu uh, my grandfather's Republican Party leadership. Yeah, I'm glad it's not my grandfather's Republican Party anymore. That's a good thing. That's a compliment. Thank you, Joe. What will a speaker Jim Jordan look like? Matt Gates, take it away. Yeah, I, I don't really understand why trying to move the House into a more conservative position, trying to get a more conservative House speaker would draw the ire of conservatives. Frankly, I, I've received a lot more uh, praise uh, from my constituents in Florida than I have criticism, but it's not really about that. It's about getting the House back to work. And I've got to share with you some troubling news that we just learned. After having elected Jim Jordan of Ohio, the House speaker designate on Friday, we took Saturday off. We're taking today off, and I've just learned 
that pro tem Patrick McHenry will now ensure that we take Monday off and we don't vote. I am here in Washington. We are meeting with our colleagues. Uh, my colleague Corey Mills came back from Israel where he was engaging in harrowing rescues to be here to elect Jim Jordan for speaker. But what the swamp is trying to do, they're trying to delay a vote for Jim Jordan because they know he is not beholden to the lobbyists and special interests here. So I'm in this interview with you to turn up the heat on Patrick McHenry and any Republican who would try to delay a floor vote on Jim Jordan. If they don't want to vote for him, let him do it in public. I'm tired of these closed door private struggle sessions that House Republicans have been having. Instead, we need to move to the vote and let the chips fall where they may. You cannot get a stronger leader than Jim Jordan. You cannot. This has been an ugly process, and there's been a lot of Republicans who've been very critical of it. It's not been great. It's not been ideal. And as I've said many times, I think that Kevin McCarthy was doing an okay job. I do. And I was viscerally anti-McCarthy. But if this is what it turns into, where Kevin McCarthy can be sort of the background fundraiser guy, I mean, Kevin McCarthy raised like a billion dollars for the Republican Party last cycle. If Kevin McCarthy can be like the background or fundraiser guy and Jim Jordan can be out front delivering the message and subpoenaing the Bidens, which he promises to do, and committing to true oversight of our federal government and the deconstruction, as you heard John Boehner say, he doesn't build anything, he just tears things apart. Yeah, nothing deserves to be built anymore in Washington, D.C. I was in Washington uh, last week. The place is falling to pieces. It is a decrepit, decaying, despicable place. No, nothing deserves to be built there. It deserves to be deconstructed as our founders intended. Here's a clip of Jim Jordan deconstructing Hillary Clinton. If you need one final thing, if you need to push yourself over the ledge to say, OK, now I totally support Jim Jordan. Watch the one time that he was allowed to question Hillary Clinton. This is where you get all these Hillary Clinton memes from during the Benghazi hearings. Jim Jordan was allowed to question Hillary Clinton one time and had more spine, more balls, more backbone than all of the rest of the Republicans combined. Was just played footsie with her under the table. Careful. You end up in a jail cell with the uh, cameras turned off. You do too much of that. Jim Jordan actually really went at her and asked true questions. If you need a reminder of this, of course, our show went back into the archives close to 10 years ago for this Jim Jordan barn burner. Watch. We know the attack in Libya had nothing to do with the film. It was a planned attack, not a protest. Let me read that one more time. We know. Not we think, not it might be. We know the attack in Libya had nothing to do with the film. It was a planned attack, not a protest. State Department experts knew the truth. You knew the truth, but that's not what the American people got. And again, the American people want to know why. Why didn't you tell the American people exactly what you told the Egyptian prime minister? Well, I think if you look at the statement that I made, I clearly said that it was an attack. And I also said that there were some who tried to justify Secretary it Clinton, on, the basis, on the basis of the video, Congressman. And I but, think but, it's, but, but, real quick, calling it an attack is like saying the sky's blue. Of course, it was an attack. Well, you know, I mean, we want to know the truth that this the statement you sent out was a statement on Benghazi. And you say vicious behavior as a response to inflammatory material on the Internet. If that's not pointing as the motive of being a video, I don't know what is. And that's certainly what and that's certainly how the American people saw it. That was the meme. This was the Hillary Clinton meme. That was the meme. Her going like that. 
as Americans were slaughtered by ISIS in Libya on her watch. <laughs> Same thing with Joe Biden. Joe Biden's funding Hamas. Joe Biden's funding Iran. Joe Biden's funding Hezbollah. They're slaughtering Americans. More Americans died in the attacks in Israel than died in Benghazi. Six Americans, if I'm recalling that correctly, six Americans died in Benghazi, Navy SEALs and an ambassador. And I want to remember this correctly, but I believe we have a count of 20 Americans at least who have perished in Israel. Yet you get the exact same response. The same people. The reason you get that response is because they hate Jim Jordan calling them out on their criminal, demonic evil. And ladies and gentlemen, I think that a Jim Jordan run house will be putting the pedal to the metal when it comes to investigations into the Biden family business. Four in Benghazi, 30 in Israel now. Producer ALX, thank you. Four Americans died in Benghazi, 30 have died in Israel. All loss of American lives uh, are tragedies. But it often happens at the hands of Democrat leadership and incompetence. Joe Biden potentially kept sensitive documents about family business involvement with foreign countries. What is this, ladies and gentlemen? Well, it turns out that James Comer is out with another big time line of inquiry into the Biden crime family. President Joe Biden potentially retained sensitive documents about his Biden's family business involvement with foreign countries. James Comer said, suggesting Monday in a letter spent, sent to special counsel Robert Hur, the special counsel that we know has interviewed Joe Biden. Hur, appointed by Attorney General Merrick Garland, is investigating Joe Biden for mishandling classified material. This relates to his possession of documents from which he was vice president. Part of his probe, he reportedly interviewed uh, the president for the last two weeks for two hours. Comer apparently suspects Hur could possess information that links Biden's document scandal to the family's foreign business dealings. If any of the classified documents mishandled by President Biden involved countries or individuals that had financial dealings with the Biden family members, which we know this is true because we know it was Chinese documents, their related companies, the committee needs to access this information to evaluate whether national security has been compromised. Now, this is great Article 1 action, Article 1 of the Constitution. The, the, the legislative branch oversees Article 2. It's Article 2 for a reason because it's not as important. The executive branch is overseen by Article 1, which is the most populist and direct source of governance that we have in this country. And so they're saying, your special counsel means nothing to us. Give us the information. Now, you would be, uh, I'd be remiss to not mention that Bob Menendez was just charged as a foreign agent by the federal government for doing the exact same thing. Bob Menendez, Gold Bar Bob, as we call him, from New Jersey, gave classified documents to the Egyptians that were paying him. That's the exact same scam that the Bidens were running. Expect this to ramp up severely under the Jim Jordan speakership. And thank God for that. Ladies and gentlemen, we have even worse news for you having to do with our open, porous national security disaster of a border this from Natalie Winters, exclusive. Hunter Biden owned a financial stake in a digital banking platform for undocumented migrants, introduced founder to Joe Biden. E Plata, a digital banking platform partnered with the Mexican government to enable migrants to send and receive remittances, has deep financial and personal ties to Hunter Biden. Of course, it doesn't take a banking expert, and I certainly am no financial expert, to understand that 
if you are directly benefiting from the amount of money, remittances, the amount of cash that illegal criminal migrants are sending back to Mexico, then you are going to want as many of those criminal migrants, those are customers. You're going to want as many of those people across the border as possible. How is this even legal? The startup describes itself as a multi-balance, multi-currency digital wallet and payment ecosystem was founded by one of Hunter's longtime business partners, Jeff Cooper. Documents unearthed from Hunter Biden's hard drive reveal that the president's son held an 8% stake in E Plata through his company, Oswaco LLC, though it is unclear if he still retains the position. Several individuals who have financial times with Hunter Biden, however, have recently been uh, appointed to the company's board of directors. Emails obtained by Hunter Biden's uh, hard drive prove that the president's son was profiting from E Plata and received $20,000 in wire transfers from the companies in April 2015. So wait a second. The, the Bidens are like personally, financially invested in every foreign policy decision that Joe's federal government makes? This is the most evil conflicts of interest I've, I've ever seen. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like it. Republicans. Get your asses in those seats and start asking questions. Get Jim Jordan the speaker's gavel and bring Hunter Biden in under subpoena and under oath. Get the Bidens under oath. Jim Jordan, a man of the hour, the man of the hour. It will he will be uh, the vote has been scheduled for tomorrow. And so we will be live for that vote and we will be calling out all the cowards who dare vote uh, against the will of the. Republicans who put them in office. And mark my words, I will be donating to primary opponents for people who refuse to back Jim Jordan, ladies and gentlemen. The world is spinning on its axis uh, harshly and dangerously as we watched the meltdown in Israel uh, over the past week. I've been very clear on my stance. This is, of course, leading to a civil war within the Republican Party. I've been very clear on my stance here, which is I do not want American involvement or entanglement in criminal activity, whether that be Hamas or Israel. I do not want American soldiers or boots on the ground in the Mideast. This has been a disaster for our nation. I want American politicians to focus on America and shoring up the side here. Shockingly, though, it seems like we are funding the terrorists. John Kirby asked about the billions that his administration, John Kirby, of course, the greasy little uh, Pentagon used car salesman spokesperson, saying, oh, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure where it, all, where it all went. We just sent the terrorists billions of dollars. Who knows? Can you do that? Is there actually a string attached somewhere? And if not, why not? Why would we open up $6 billion to them without some kind of strings to pull it back if in a situation like this. So not a dime has been spent. Correct. Not a dime has been accessed. The Iranian regime never gets it. The money was never frozen when it was in South Korea any more than it was frozen when it got to Qatar. And it was part of a series of accounts set up by the Trump administration. There was no hue and cry back then when Secretary Pompeo announced these accounts and that the Iranians spent down billions of dollars from the other accounts for what was supposed to be humanitarian purposes, but we don't really know. None of that, we can't account for that. I can only account for that six billion, and it's all still in Qatar. None of it has been accessed, and we're watching it Will like. Will we a ever hawk. be able to access it? Is it truly that that you can refreeze it, in essence, or whatever terminology you'd like to use, so they don't have access to it? They they have not accessed it. We you are watching that, it. We're watching it like a hawk, Shannon. I'm I'm telling you that, that we are keeping tabs on every single dime of that. None of it is accessed by the Iranians, and even if it was. 
even if it was, it would go to vendors that we approve to, to buy food, water, medicine, and ship it in uh, to Iran, right to the Iranian people through humanitarian aid organizations. The regime never, never sees it. So the least reported out story in the world right now is that the emissary to Iran, a man named Robert Malloy, was an Iranian agent, effectively, from the Biden regime. And this man shared classified intelligence with the Iranian regime. Joe Biden funds terrorism, just like his paymaster did, the true president, Barack Obama. Ladies and gentlemen, can we fight two wars at the same time? America is totally and entirely bankrupt. Every penny that the U.S. government takes in is now spent on entitlements, much of it going to criminal aliens. We are broke. We cannot service the money on our debt. The interest rates are skyrocketing. We cannot, of course, afford any more wars. Foreign entanglements warned by, against by George Washington in his departure speech from the presidency. The number one thing he said is don't get involved in wars overseas. They're nation killers. Here's Janet Yellen saying, oh, yeah, bankrupt Janet Yellen, by the way, like doesn't have a single penny. Durant. Literally, the federal government is entirely broke. You would never invest in the American government. Would you ever invest in a company with $33 trillion in debt? No, of course not. Would a bank give a loan to somebody who's $33 trillion in, jet, in debt? Banks won't give a loan to somebody who's $33 in debt. Janet Yellen, though, the person, the author of this disaster, this neo-Keynesian who believes that all money, money can just be print, just melt the printing presses down, just print the money and until the world collapses. These people, these people, they're such parasites. They've destroyed every currency everywhere in the world. They just move from one good currency to the next. Janet Yellen saying, yeah, totally. Let's do two wars. In terms of uh, what this all means, Paul Tudor Jones, the famed investor, was on CNBC this week, and he said, this is the most threatening and challenging geopolitical environment that I've ever seen. At the same time, the U.S. is in its weakest fiscal position since World War II, with debt to GDP at 122%. Can, can America, can the West afford another war at this time? I, I think the answer is absolutely. Um, America can certainly afford to stand with Israel and to support Israel's military needs. And we also can and must support Ukraine in its struggle against Russia. And look, the American economy is doing extremely well. The American economy is on the brink of collapse. Bookmark this very moment. In the next year, you will see a catastrophic housing collapse. That'll make 2008 look like child's play. Catastrophic commercial real estate collapse. You are seeing people selling off U.S. bonds and U.S. treasuries, foreign countries, uh, at an exponential rate. And China is effectively – China, who has been servicing our debt for the last 30-odd years, has – now effectively said, we will no longer be buying U.S. Treasury because they're junk. The United States is being downgraded. Our currency is being downgraded across the world. It is not a great time, ladies and gentlemen, to say that we can afford two wars. It would be much better to have clear and precise language from our leadership about what should be happening in these regions and how American leadership and strength can bring about peace, not more war, peace how we can facilitate peace in these regions. But when asked what his plan is, Joe Biden had a single word to say, and he said it like seven times in a row. And it was 
It's just a practice in humiliation at this point. Here is the resident of the White House, a man who is has multiple felonies of elder abuse committed against him every single day, including this question and answer. There's limited fighting already on the northern Israeli border, and I wonder what is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran? Don't. Don't, don't, don't. Don't come across the border. Don't escalate this war. That's right. <laughs> Man, it must be nice to have the night nurse, the bedpan lady there at 60 Minutes, the reporter, to like, come in and clean up after Joe Biden makes a big splattery mess on his bed. He like fills in the gap. Joe Biden, what Joe Biden said makes no sense. So what's your message to the terrorist? Don't. Oh, okay. Uh, well, wh- what do you mean? But uh, you mean what you mean, sir, is what you mean, sir, is you don't want anything bad to happen because you're the greatest president ever. Can I suck your toes? That's exactly what that is. I mean, it's, it's so bad. Joe Biden asked if he wants to run again. Here we go. Are you sure that you want to run again? Yes, because I'm sure. Look. When I ran, I said, the world's at an inflection point. The world's changing, but we have an opportunity to make it. So imagine if we were able to succeed in getting the Middle East put in place where we have normalization of relations. I think we can do that. Imagine what happens if we, in fact, unite all of Europe and Putin is finally put down where he cannot cause the kind of trouble he's been causing. We have enormous opportunities. So that's just similar to me going home to my wife and being like, imagine, sweetheart, if I was the center for the New York Knicks and I just grew like three and a half feet overnight and I could then play basketball. Imagine this miraculous thing happened where I just gained three feet in height and suddenly was really good at basketball. I'm really bad at basketball. I'm a, like not I was never like a great athlete at all in anything. It's fantasy land. Like you would have to have some empirical evidence of any of these things ever happening. I am terrible at basketball. I am six feet tall. I am not tall enough to be a center in the NBA. And I never will be. Joe Biden is wrecking Europe, wrecking the Middle East, wrecking the peace that Donald Trump brought about. He is destroying these things. If I were to say that to my wife, my wife would go, don't, 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 don't. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> She's just like, what is, what, what is happening? This guy's talking about bringing peace to the Middle East after Mr. Kool-Aid Manning, everything that Donald Trump brought about, right? The Kool-Aid man, Leroy Jenkins smashing everything, all the peace and all the, Saudi Arabia was about to normalize relationships with Israel. Joe Biden comes in, destroys it all, and then says, you need to reelect me because I'm going to bring peace to the Middle East. This man cannot create an off-ramp to peace, to war in Ukraine or in the Middle East. Joe Biden can't even find the off-ramp when he gives a speech. Here's Joe Biden from this weekend. They send his wife on stage now, the wife who was the babysitter of Hunter Biden, who Joe Biden was married to another woman, and then he cheated on his wife with Jill Biden, who was cheating on her husband with him. That is the story of Joe Biden. They send that lady 
up on stage, the night nurse, to go grab Joe, looking for the off-ramp. He can't find the off-ramp during his speech, much less the Middle East. Watch. Ah, come on. Over here. Come on. Come on. Guy has dementia. But also, it's a dangerous world. It's a dangerous time. And his, the, 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 these, the actions of this administration are directly, directly leading to potential threats to your family and to mine. Physically, spiritually, financially. This is why I encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, to protect your financial future, my friends at Allegiance Gold. Please, we are witnessing a 40-year meltdown in the American currency, highs for all interest rates reaching record levels. We are watch watching the wholesale destruction of the American dollar, and it's happening to plan. This is a controlled demolition. Now is the time for you to protect yourself. Don't let this happen to you. Go call my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold will make sure that you are diversified in precious metals, which are holding their value, unlike crypto and unlike a lot of other hedge investments. Gold is holding its value and it's flying off the shelves. Go to protectwithbenny.com today or call 844-66-BENNY to get up to $5,000 in free silver with a qualifying purchase. Do not wait to protect your future now. Allegiance Gold. Protectwithbenny.com. Call today. So the FBI is saying that people should stay vigilant of an increased Hamas threat. Boy, oh boy, we saw what Hamas was able to do when people were unarmed and civilians were unarmed. Mothers, fathers, the elderly, and when people were not able to simply protect themselves. We've also seen some stunning footage of when people actually fought back and how quickly you can defend yourself and how cow like you are a coward if you go murder elderly and innocents and, and children. Uh, and how quickly these terrorist dogs can be put down when people simply defended themselves. Somebody who knows a lot about self-defense, ladies and gentlemen, is one of our favorite firearm retail store owners. In fact, somebody who provides the firearms that sit behind me in our studio here, the owner of Mad Dog Armory, Julian Biltz, joins the program. <laughs> And I love that sun. I love that Monday gun day. I love, I love every Monday, please come on the program because I want to play that stinger every single show. What we witnessed and what we are witnessing right now, Jillian, is a moment where people need to be protected. You need to protect yourself. You need to assume that the right to your own self-protection is probably the only thing uh, between you and something horrible happening right now more than ever. Am I wrong? Absolutely not, Benny. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's absolutely unbelievable to see what is going on around the world and the horror that people are enduring because their inability to defend themselves. And this regime just wants to unarm you, bring illegals in, defund the police and take all of the things that the government's supposed to protect you, they take, they're taking all that away. They're putting it on your shoulders. So the American people need to arm themselves, just like you said, and protect themselves because they're the only ones that are going to be able to do it. If more, it's very interesting. I, 
I don't know if we can pull up the article here. I didn't ask for it before the show, but I read an article this morning where the Israeli government is now issuing firearms to people that are living inside of the communities around Gaza. So private gun, private firearm ownership, which is only at 2% in Israel. I didn't know that. That seems astonishingly low. But the, the government is now saying, please arm yourselves. What do you make of this? I am I am all about it. Arm yourselves. And, and thank goodness in America currently you're able to do this and you need to do it now because it's only a matter of time before they take your Second Amendment from you. So uh, the fact that now they're saying, Israel saying, hey, you know, go arm yourself. Well, you know, they put rules in place so you can't um, and then people are stuck. So my advice to the American people is to arm yourself now. Uh, we see the attacks on the Second Amendment. We see the attacks on the First Amendment. Uh, they're stripping our rights, and it's uh, it's not okay. Fight back. Get yourself a firearm. Train. Get some training. Yes. And be able to defend yourself and your family and your loved ones and the American people. I mean, if something goes down and there, you know, there are attacks coming uh, to the United States, and I. I can help. I'm going to because gun owners are good people that are trying to defend themselves and their families. These are remarkable articles. Thanks for picking these up, producer ALX. Mm -hmm. So uh, the 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 governor of uh, the district in Israel is saying 10,000 assault rifles purchased for civilian security teams. Now is the time to arm yourself. Like you should do it before it's too late, right? Like, right. like you shouldn't have to wait for the government to go purchase the firearm for you. I doubt our government would ever do that. They're too busy buying firearms for uh, the IRS agents. But <laughs> now the national security minister in in Israel is announcing that his ministry has purchased ten thousand rifles for civilian use around the uh, West Bank settlements and Gaza settlements. Um, good, right. Yeah, good. That's great. I mean, it, it comes down to just like, you know, Biden not building the wall until two years later. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to build the wall. It's the same thing with firearms. Don't wait for the government to say, OK, now you can have a firearm. Now it's too late for you to get training. You know, so you got to go preemptively, get yourselves armed, get yourselves trained. Don't wait for the government to maybe give you a firearm. Um, so, you know, be proactive. Yeah, that's exactly that is sure. precisely correct. So, so, all right. When we look at the like battlefield America here, and we see what, what's coming over the border, we've been covering a lot. There are there have been nearly thirty thousand people on the terrorist watch list uh, that have poured over our border. Um, what do you make of this? Like, what do you think the the actual plan is here? To me, it seems like they are effectively uh, inviting. A new terrorist attack for, you know, whatever macabre reasons they may have. I have a number of ideas, but yeah. it seems like they're they're actually like they, they they almost want something bad to happen uh, in order to gobble up potentially more power and control. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, the borders being open. It's terrifying. Like you said, there's so many people from countries that uh, do not like Americans uh, that are coming in here. And it's an, an inevitable that we are going to have a terrorist attack here uh, with all of these people coming through. There is no doubt in my mind that even if most of them are good, there are a few that are bad and it only takes one. Right. I mean, if you look at the Orlando shooting, that was somebody that was radicalized. So he was here. That person was here legally 
and was able to buy a firearm and all that stuff. But he was radicalized. And that's what happens when you don't vet people and you have an open border. You're putting Americans at risk. And I just don't understand why this administration thinks that's okay. What is their end game here? Why would you keep the border open for two years and let all of these people come in? And now, oh, well, maybe we're going to put up the wall now. Yeah, we should probably put up the wall. Well, what, what did you think was going to happen? Why did you wait so long? Yeah. <laughs> Does it make sense? Potentially because Joe Biden's family was profiting off it. Speaking of, uh, has sales have, have sales been been good for you, Jillian? Yeah, sales have been great. Uh, we are uh, extremely busy, um, and it's it's always interesting to me that when uh, you know Americans feel a little bit under the gun, a little threatened, uh, all of a sudden you know sales spike. So we are encouraging people to continue to come in and get training and buy firearms. Um, yeah, stuff's been flying off the shelves. So if you're thinking about it, uh, come in and uh, get it as soon as possible. <laughs> when I was in when I was in Mad Dog Armory, we, we filmed a couple of times in 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 your store and there's always tourists. That one time there was a French guy, one time there was a guy from New Jersey. And they're like, we can't believe stores like this exist in Florida. I'm like, this is this is why. What does your shirt say? Uh, it says, this is a tool, and the back says, I am the weapon. And there yeah. you go. Nice. I love that. Yes. Uh, one final headline here, ladies and gentlemen. Check this out. This from uh, the uh, Hazrit, which is uh, one of the most prestigious Israeli news uh, sources. Israel's uh, interior minister, national security minister, uh, Ben Gvir, from now on, every resident of a southern city can bear arms. Nice. These are the headlines, ladies and gentlemen, that are coming out of Israel. Make sure that these headlines aren't things that you have to read before it's too late for you, right? Like without getting too dark here, like make sure that you don't have to like read a headline like this before the the red flashing lights go off. That your self-defense, like the Second Amendment is written for you to take control of that and not to not to offshore that to somebody who really doesn't care about you. Like it's the Second Amendment was designed for you to take action. Uh, and for you to uh, have control, because I don't care how good of a city you live in. I, I like Tampa a lot. And I think that the emergency services here are amazing. But there's still going to be minutes or who knows, half hour, hour away from my house. If something bad were to happen, who knows? Who knows? Mm -hmm. Not trying to disparage the cops around here, but it's going to take a while. So yes. you are your best line of self-defense. Yes. Is that is that correct, Jillian? Well, well put, sir. And you know, um, uh, it's it's very important to arm yourself. The Second Amendment is there for you to protect yourself, your family, um, and you have to get in now. Don't wait. Uh, and you know, as as things start flying off the shelves and things become less available, the prices go up as well. So keep that in mind that uh, you want to get you'll want to get in and get trained as soon as possible to defend yourself. Get trained, baby. Get mm -hmm. trained. Training. Be strapping. Don't get caught lacking. Thank you, Jillian, so very much. Yes. Glad to hear that everything's going well. Thank you so much for always providing for our uh, our beautiful shot here uh, yes. in the studio. And we are we are proud. Uh, these are the brand. These are the new ones. Man, that one in the middle is really so awesome. Can you tell me about it before you go? Absolutely. I'm trying to see. I wasn't at the shop when you came in. That oh, that yeah. top one there. Go I think you the, have. Go back to the start. <laughs> Royce of the clip. There you go. Right there. Nice. The middle one. Yeah. The Starship style. Troopers. Yeah. It's really, it's awesome. I love that. It's, um, I want to say it's a SAR. I can't really see, but 
Um, even the Henry underneath the lever action, those are amazing. Um, the top one would be uh, an AK, which is uh, very, very durable and amazing. Um, and that middle one, I want to say, is a SAR. <laughs> so we have like we have uh, sort of like mid-century classic, old-century classic, and then space yes. age. Yes, that's a nice mix there. Mix it all up. Mix yeah. it all up. Mad Dog Armory, the best. Thank you, Jillian. Thank you. We do ladies and gentlemen, uh, have for you the warning from Christopher Ray that Americans need to stay vigilant because there is an increased terrorist threat. We're, we out here, we love you. We want to defend America. We want to defend America first. And they're already telling you what they expect to happen. Watch. In this heightened environment, there's no question we're seeing an increase in reported threats, and we've got to be on the lookout, especially for lone actors who may take inspiration from recent events to commit violence of their own. So I'd encourage you to stay vigilant because as the first line of defense protecting our communities, you're often the first to see the signs that someone may be mobilizing to violence. I'd also ask you to so what are the first signs here, Christopher Ray? Well, the first signs would be, of course, that you have an open border and you're allowing these people on the terrorist watch list to come into our nation and stay in our nation and allowing Joe Biden to break the law. And you know that Joe Biden is a lawbreaker because you have the FD-1023 that proves he's a criminal and you've been hiding that, along with the tapes of Joe Biden actually doing the bribes. So you can have leverage over the president of the United States. And you know damn well that the president of the United States is directly profiting from the illegal criminal migration into the country while you're creating something worse than ISIS on our own borders with the Mexican cartels. They are now fully militarized and would take an actual ground force to eradicate. You know damn well that what you've done is treasonous to this nation. And instead of sending your agents out to stop this, you are doing knocks on the doors of Donald Trump supporters, people who've committed no crimes, you authorized just no knocks on 100,000 Americans just for being Donald Trump supporters. Meanwhile, you are surveilling peaceful patriots in your own nation, the same peaceful patriots that you will need to fight whatever sick war you've drummed up or to fight whatever terrorist threat may come across our border. So shut the f up. We'll have nothing from you, sir. We are winning. Jim Jordan, I truly believe in my heart of hearts, will become Speaker of the House tomorrow. In Louisiana, there was a shocker this weekend. Louisiana has elected a Republican governor, flipped from Democrat without even a runoff. This was a landslide. Republican Jeff Landry won in a landslide election on Saturday, flipped the Louisiana governor's mansion red in one of three main gubernatorial elections this year, shocking political observers with a victory that saves him the trouble of having to have a runoff. This was just an absolute curb stomping. Landry defeated Democrat Sean Wilson at the re uh, rest of the field in Louisiana's gubernatorial election, winning 52% of the vote. Louisiana uh, gubernatorial elections are open and a full field of uh, candidates. So this is just an absolute, absolute battle axe. Action here, like like body checked. Republican, expect a lot more of this. Also over the weekend, Republicans, not Republicans, but uh, 
populist party seized control in New Zealand from the far left COVID lunatics, concentration camp COVID lunatics. And that is a very good thing. Expect a lot more of that to happen around the world as free speech and freedom begins once more to ring again. I think I, I think we will stave it off this time. I think we'll stave off the end of the world. I don't think revelation just yet. We'll see. We'll see when they when they start rebuilding the third temple. But I don't think revelation just yet. I think that we are awake. And I think we could be headed towards a new renaissance here because people are starting to realize the evils of globalism and the evils of what is happening. People are more awake now than they've ever been. It's not your grandfather's Republican Party. And that's a very, very good thing. Your grandfather's Republican Party got us to where we are right now. Weakness. No, no, now is the time for strength. And where do we find our strength? We find our strength in this, in this spiritual world, not in this physical world. This physical world is designed to tear us down and destroy us. The spiritual world, ladies and gentlemen, our verse of the day from Psalms. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. So where's your hope? Please don't put your hope in things of this earth because it will let you down. Don't put your hope in Republican parties or don't put your hope in various candidates, even if you really like those candidates. People will let you down. Put your hope in Christ alone. Put your hope in that which will never let you down and that which has a promise to you that those who fear him will have the victory. March with me, especially you brigaders, loving all of you out here. We will have one heck of a week. Buckle up. It's your boy, Benny. See ya.